Yeah! Talking about expressvpn.com slash nooners. Love ExpressVPN. You've got to have a VPN in today's world or you're not living your life right, brother. People are going to start stealing your passwords, all your bank info, everything. And I know most of you are probably thinking, uh, why don't you just use incognito mode? Let me tell you something. Incognito mode doesn't hide your activity. Doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why when I'm at home, I never go online without using Express VPN. Huge fan. I've had it for years. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background uh, of all my computers and my laptops and my phones, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button, and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, like I was saying, phones, computers, uh, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it right now. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash nooners, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S, vpn.com slash nooners. Expressvpn.com slash nooners. Head there to learn more. Yeah, talking about liquidiv.com, promo code Nooners at checkout. You see us drinking it on the show every single day. Where would we be, Japes, without Liquid IV in our lives? Dehydrated, we'd have headaches, we'd be tired, exhausted. Yep. Not be able to get through the day, get through work, we'd be sick all the time. I'd be hungover. (laughs) Every single day. Love the Liquid IV. Liquid IV hydrates you with benefits like electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks out there, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. It's just a little tiny stick full of powder. Pop it in 16 ounces of water. You're good to go. What's your reckon, Jabes? Double or triple hydrated? Du- I would say double. Oh, I'd say triple. What? Nay. I'll say triple today. Huge fan of Liquid IV. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration. With Liquid IV, get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code Nooners at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code Nooners at liquidiv.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Ross. Patterson Revolution! Brought to you by BlackRifleCoffee.com Welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. We have an awesome show today. Um, We have one of my favorite uh, people on this planet. Uh, He is a military badass. He was a, a UFC badass and uh and now he's got two shows he's got one on on discovery channel um called make yourself hard to kill i believe it starts in about a month and a half and then he's also got hunting hitler uh which is which has been on for three or four seasons and uh he's got a dvd out on his company it's sheepdogresponse.com which is uh trying to help people it's a series of dvds uh trying to help people in school shootings or work shootings or uh just making yourself harder to kill. Um, it's a mantra that he lives by, uh, and it's it's truly one of these guys who uh, he is about that life. Um, 
he fuck he can kill you six ways from fucking Sunday and, and not even blink about it. Um, he's gonna be on the show right after the sponsors. Awesome, awesome dude. I got I got the pleasure to uh, to hang out with him pretty intensely on uh, on Range Fifteen, the movie, and uh, I really enjoyed it. Um, so stoked that he sat down for a one on one interview today. Uh, but we got some sponsors who pay for the show to be on the air. First and foremost, uh, you hear them at the top of the show every week talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. BlackRifleCoffee.com is a premium roast-to-order coffee, uh, which means they, they make it right in-house. They bag it up fresh two days later and ship it out to you. Uh, they got a bunch of different amazing blends. My, my two favorite are the Caffeinated as Fuck and the Just Black. Uh, they've got a subscription of the month club, a, a coffee club. That uh, they ship the coffee to your house um, on the same date of every single month, and you don't even have to fucking go out and get it. It's about four dollars cheaper than Costco. Uh, go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. Type in the promo code Revolution for twenty percent off. It is a one-time use on BlackRifleCoffee.com. Their apparel is is uh, some of the finest on the planet as well. You always see me wearing their their hoodies and uh, and hats and all of my shit on at st james st james on Instagram. <coughs> uh, next up, we've got straightrazors.com. Straightrazors.com has been some OG homies. Luke Webster and the boys making the finest shaving products in the land. Um, they've got uh, straight razors. They've got uh, aftershave cologne. Uh, they've got fucking shampoo and conditioner now, some beard oils, mustache waxes, all of it. Their kits are top notch, by the way. If you're looking to, uh, to get a gift for that bro in your life, uh, feel free to get them a straight razor from straightrazors.com. Get them a kit. It's like an old school tombstone kit. It's fucking amazing. Use the promo code revolution for 20% off at straightrazors.com. Just try the aftershave. Support the show. Just go out and buy one bottle of aftershave. It's called Smolder. It is my jam. Uh, I use it every single day. And uh, I'll tell you what. It's so good that if I'm lying to you, I'll let you punch me in the dick when you see me. Uh, go to straightrazors.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Next up, we've got strikeforceenergy.com. Strikeforce Energy. Uh, they, can, they, can just, they can just fucking kick the can all together, can't they? Because uh, you don't need it anymore. It's a tasty, tiny little tin pouch full of energy. You rip it open and squeeze it into any liquid available. And they've got four amazing flavors. They've got orange, lemon, make America grape again, and original. They also have a subscription of the month club. And their boxes are only like, it's like $9.95 for 10 of them. Um, with the promo code REVOLUTION on StrikeForceEnergy.com, you get 20% off. So it's like 8 bucks. Might as well just buy a box. Try it. It's like you're fucking stealing it from them. Uh, they ship everywhere in the entire world. And they've got a 750 milliliter bottle that sits on your bar top or countertop. And you can just boom, boom, pop a couple squirts in and motherfucking go. Go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Type in the promo code REVOLUTION for 20% off. Last but not least, we've got the Caillou app. It's K-A-Y-U. Um, it was started by two former, uh, actually, they might still be Green Berets, uh, out of Fort Bragg. And uh, it's an app that combines travel, lodging, partying, you name it. Um, Tinder, fucking all of it, dude, in, in one place. If you're going on vacation, um, let, let's say it's uh, a little more expensive than you thought. You can share the trip with somebody, split the cost. Uh, if you're traveling somewhere and want to split some hotels or Airbnbs, um, or just you want to meet somebody and go fucking hiking or, or curling on the weekends. Uh, you can see what they look like, see see how they're rated, and uh, see how much fun they've had with one another. They also, the, the, the Caillou app folks have a fucking music fest going in going down on Charleston, uh, in Charleston, South Carolina, on, uh, on St. Patrick's Day. And you get to go in all the bars afterwards and drink for free if you have the Caillou app downloaded on March 10th. It's free, no strings attached. Uh, that's K A Y U, and it drops on March 10th. Uh, without further ado, let's get to the one and only Tim Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen. Ross, Tim Kennedy. Tim Kennedy, how are you, buddy? I'm swell. How are you doing? I'm awesome, man. I'm awesome. Well, yeah. look, welcome to Ross Patterson Revolution. Uh, we, does, this we, mean, does this mean we're overthrowing the government? We are. This is this oh. is the day, Tim, that you've been waiting for your entire life. We're overthrowing Dude, I mean, the government. 
I know that you're like a like a funny guy, um, but I'm not joking. If like I'm 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 ready, man. Let's do this. You're you're always ready. And uh, when when Jesse called me from from Sheepdog Response and was like, "Hey, man, uh, I'd really like Tim to come on the show and have a one on one." I was like, "You know what? I would love to do a one on one with Tim. You're literally the most fascinating guy on the planet to me." Um, when you say one on one, what what? Do- what does that mean? Yeah, that means we're getting real gay tonight, Tim. Okay. We're, we're getting real gay tonight. Yeah, I'm totally down for whatever. No, it's it's probably not what, what, what you expect it to be. I, I genuinely think you're one of the most fascinating guys on the planet. I follow your Instagram and, uh, and I've followed your career. To me, personally, you're the only guy who gets up and tries to make themselves a better person every single day. Would you say that's an accurate assessment? Yeah. Yes. But man, I started like, I started really low though, you know, so I got a lot of ground to make up, you know, like if, if I was born Kobe Bryant, you know, I'd wake up and be like, all right, you know, what? I'm not, I'm not going to do anything today. You know, like, or if I was Tiger Woods, I'd be like, you know what, I'm going to go find a really hot white chick and then I'm going to crash my Mercedes and then I'm going to hook up with my, my maid. Um, you know, because I could do that. Cause yeah. I got all sorts of, I got all sorts of talent. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't have that talent. So that leaves me with one option, Ross. That's to either go back to gay porn or try to get slightly better, you know? Yeah, but you uh, you do everything. Like, I think in the last two months of loan, I, you were, it, it appeared as if you were on a, like a fishing boat out in the middle of, of the, like Alaska or something like that. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely accurate. Yep. I like fishing and I, uh, I like Alaska and I like fishing in Alaska. Um, do you like know though, man, I make a lot of really bad decisions. So bef- before we get into like what I've been up to, I think we should just pr- like preface this with don't like if, if there were a dare program, I'd be like, dare not to be like Tim, you like make, <laughs> make, make better decisions in life. So you do not have to, um, be hyper. Like I know the number of times and I count, count them on my, on my hands, the number of times that I've actually been truly hypothermic. Um, and that, that's dumb. That's dumb. You know, that sounds stupid to me. Yeah. Real dumb. Like, like when I saw you in that water, um, a few weeks ago on your Instagram, I, 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 again, it, it appeared to be Alaska. What the hell were you doing in that water? Well, I was freezing to death, Ross. Um, what was happening was my body was slowly dying. You know, um, I was, (laughs) I was looking at death and she had this warm embrace and she was wearing like this, this corset that was um, made of satin and it looked very inviting. I was like, Oh, hello death. I want to cuddle with you. Cause you look way better than what I'm doing right now. Um, so, you know, not, not, not to over dramatize, dramatize it, dramatize it. Yeah. What, what is, yeah. Dramatize it. You know, that's fine. That'll work. Like today. what they did in the Oscars last night, you know, like where they make everything bigger than it seems. Yeah. Boy, did that's they, not what I want to do. They, what I'm trying to do is I should have just, you know, been a golfer. <laughs> well let's let's start where where are you from originally uh podunkville central california are you really I, like I, ba- like bakersfield somewhere in there um on the coast though central coast okay yeah like i hate every everybody from bakersfield and fresno because they would come to my beaches and and be like hey you know what's up we're from the central coast i was like no no you're from the central valley and i hate you take your socks that are pulled up to your knees and your black shorts and, and your white tank tops and get back in your Hondas and go back to the Valley. Yeah. Get the fuck off my beach. Yeah. Um, d- did you enjoy it growing up out there? Yeah. Yes. And no. Um, yes. In the sense that it's really weird. Cause every time I tell somebody I'm from California, especially in like the special operations community, they're like, like from Hollywood or like uh, your surfer, um, you know, like, do you, do you know, yeah, you know, it's like, no, no, man, I, I spoke Spanish and I, I got in fights, fist fights with Mexican kids that were like trying to mess up the bob wire that my dad made me fix, you know? Um, yeah, that, 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 that type of, that type of kid. Did you always want to be in the military? Uh, so I have like my kindergarten book and I was like, I want to be a fighter pilot and a, and a firefighter. And I wanted to be like a, a, a sniper, um, and like an airborne firefighter. I didn't know that that was a thing when I was four. Um, so like, I think I always wanted that to go that way. But then as I started growing, I wanted to go into the FBI and then I wanted to be like Clarence Starling, you know, from silence of the lambs sure. and like go and try and catch silicon. I mean, 
Clarence Starling was a woman, I obviously have a penis, so I didn't want to do that. But I wanted to be like the male version of her, just like bigger and tougher and smarter. But any, I wasn't any of those things. Anything is possible. You can get that penis lopped off at any, any moment in your life, Tim. Just know that. Well, not back then. Th- that wasn't really an option. Now, yeah, I mean, sky's the limit. You know, penis, no penis, whatever. <laughs> um, did you end up going to college or did you just go straight to the military out of that? Yeah, no. I, so I finished my undergrad. I was in the middle of grad school, and nine eleven happened. And where, where, um, where at? By the way, where, where, where'd you go for undergrad and grad and all that stuff? Um, I started at Cuesta College, and then went to Allen Hancock, and then went from Allen Hancock to um, Columbia, and then Columbia to Cal Poly, and I was doing grad school when on September eleventh working an internship and that was the beginning of the end oh gotcha gotcha and, and uh, that that day set forward you were like i'm, I'm joining the military yeah yeah yeah, yeah i was at, i was at the recruiter's office on 9-11 oh no shit like you were you were that guy who were like hey i'm i'm so pissed off i can't even finish the day out i'm gonna sign up today yeah but again let's let's not um i don't remember i don't want to misuse this word again the over dramatize it sure um Cause there was like 2000 people in line in front of me. So even though it's like, Oh yeah, you're one of those guys. Yeah. But I was like one of thousands and I was way back in the line. Cause there were a whole bunch of guys that were like way more badass than me that were way ahead of the line. And I didn't even get to talk to anybody that day. I just stood in line for like nine hours. Um, really? Is, yeah. I, that, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that. I, I, I did not think that it was that, that, that quick that everybody was like, I want to join the military today. Cause I, I look around at these recruiting centers and there's, you know, maybe two or three guys in there tops. Um, so there was thousands on that day, huh? Thousands. Like uh, it went around the shopping center and I mean, you kind of like, I think people forget. Remember what happened in Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then we dropped some goddamn nukes, two of them yeah. on like regular cities we have straight up forgot how badass this country is. Yeah, I get it. Like, you know, trans this or, um, you know, Black Lives Matter this or black, White Cops Matter or whatever is new trending for something hashtag. I, I, I hate all of those things. All I like is America. And, um, and every once in a while, you get a little glimpse at who we are at our core. And I'm not talking about the fringe 1% that's on CNN or Fox or all the bull crap that's on every single one of those stupid stations. Um, a real glimpse. And that's when somebody flies some planes into a building and then the com- the whole entire country steps up and is like, I don't know who did this, but whoever it is, we're going to kill you and everyone you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh... It was it was a fucking crazy time. How how old were you at nine eleven at that point? Uh, maturity wise, or yeah, like actual, in actual age. age? Yeah, uh, I was twenty one. Okay, twenty. No, I was twenty. I was twenty. You you, you were you were twenty years old. And what was your what was your parents' uh, decision like when you came home and you were like, "Hey, mom and dad, this is what I'm going to do." Yeah. So I had a couple of girls pregnant at that time. And, um, two at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And I was pretty much the biggest wasted potential ever, you know, like a a collegiate athlete, obviously I was 20 and already in grad school. So I was, um, you know, I'd already been to the police Academy. I'd already been to the fire Academy, you know, honor graduate, you know, 4.0 GPA top ranked top 10 in the world, uh, as a, as a fighter at the time. And I was just too stupid to, make one right decision in my life. So I think when I was like, Hey mom, um, I'm going to be, you know, a special forces, Navy seal, green Bray sniper. Um, it was just almost like a placating smile and a nod, like, okay, you know, let's see about this. Right. Right. And, and when you got there, was it, was it harder than you thought or, or was it exactly like, Oh shit, this is, this is crazy. I thought, as I thought it was going to be. Um, I loved everything about it. That's great, man. I, you know, the, there's only one other person I I've talked to that said the exact same thing. And it was Matt best, ironically. Um, yeah, we're kind of cut from the same stupid cloth. You know, you're like, man, look at that shirt. That's a ratty, disgusting t-shirt that probably has AIDS on it. 
Oh, and that's the cloth that Tim and, and Matt were made up. Made yeah, from. yeah, like, exactly, exactly. But but to a man, like everybody amongst our friends is always like, dude, Tim is the biggest badass. We had a uh, Tyler Gray on the other day. They said Tim and Tyler Gray uh, are, are way beyond me, like as far as badassery level. I think we just have to keep revisiting how stupid I am, Ross. You know, if, um, <laughs> the I'm just too dumb to quit or too dumb to know when I'm not going to be able to do it. So then I just keep going and then something luckily goes my way and I, I achieve something. Um, otherwise I would just be, I'd be in purgatory. You know, I would just continuing to try to do something that never gets done. Um, the only difference between purgatory and Tim's real life is occasionally something outside of my control assists me in doing something. And then voila, you know, I, yeah. I fight for a world title or, you know, I um, I don't get AIDS and I don't die. How, how long were you in the military for total years? Um, I am at 15 years this coming January. Hoorah. Wow. And you're, and you're still in. Oh, yeah. God bless America. Yeah, I did. I did not know that because my, my first uh, interaction with the whole Tim Kennedy phenomenon was I was in El Paso, Texas with Matt and those guys. Uh, helping them rewrite that script, and we went to a Buffalo Wild Wings on base to watch you fight. So that was my first introduction of you. Um, that was when the guy didn't get off the stool. Oh man, that was a really bad fight. I, you, I, I look. I, I still think to this day you got fucking robbed. Um, I'm sure you do too. But uh, yeah, that's, that's that's a perfect one of those examples where like things didn't go my way, and I would have just kept fighting for forever. Um, you know, but like. That's that that's normal life, and that's what I think it would be like for me for forever. But had things actually gone properly, and the and the ref was like, "Oh my goodness, the bell sounded, and this guy didn't answer the bell." Yay, Tim wins a fight, and then he's going to go fight for the world title for the third time, which I lost the first two times. Uh, BTW. That's that's what the cool kids say. By the way, by yeah, the way. yeah, that's 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 on all the taxes next to an eggplant these days. <laughs> by the way uh emoji dick pic yeah. <laughs> so weird what, what what world are we living in these days I, I can't even fathom how jacked up we are uh, it, it just keeps getting more and more fucked uh yeah. after that um wh- hey you know nick palmashano i do i've heard of him yeah um he uh he was tweeting about the oscars last night which ju- i just want you to take a guess um whether I like them or I don't like the Oscars. Oh boy, gonna go with a hard no on on the Oscars. Uh, yeah. Hey, you guessed correctly, my friend. That was a good guess. Um, so I I unfollowed him last night because he was tweeting about the Oscars. Yeah, you, you know it's it's one of those things. Like even though I'm a big movie guy, I I fucking hate the Oscars. Um, yeah. There there is nothing more fucking self assuring than giving yourself your own award and. Uh, you know, I, I watch. Look, I, I watch it, but I, I don't want to tweet about it or anything else. And it was on in the background, and uh, you know, everybody's everybody has an agenda, and they think that their platform is more important than everybody else's. Where in my eyes, like, what the fuck is a celebrity going to tell me that's going to change my life to my political thinking or, you know, the, the rest of the, the the beliefs that I carry throughout my day? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. That chick that's uh, that's in Red Sparrow. She was in uh... Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, Jennifer Lawrence. So, like, she dropped out of high school, right? And um, to become an actress, yep. where she met Harvey Weinstein when she was like sixteen or something. So then she ma- magically got a whole bunch of amazing roles after that. Um, <laughs> and now she's like, "I'm going to stop acting so I can fix the demo- our democracy." And I'm like, "Well, man, first of all, I love where your heart's at, but second, you're a high school dropout." Like you can't even read the constitution, but like your own self-ejaculated perspective of who you are and like your, your self-assigned importance to our world and how much you think you are valued um, and people care about what you say, you're going to go and fix the dog. How about this, Jennifer? How about you go back and finish high school, you know? Yeah. And then, and then go get a law degree, you know, if you can get into college with, um, what is it when you don't when you actually go back? Oh, the G the G the G E D. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the one, Ross. Oh, yeah. the good old fashioned G E D. Yeah, it's it's because it, you have you have a lot of that going on these days with uh, the Jennifer Lawrence thing. LeBron James is another one who barely finished high school, um, and now you know wants to speak on politics. 
uh, man, I, it's, it's a weird fucking world that just keeps getting stranger every single day with these people. Yeah. I know. Sometimes I, I get so mad at it. You know, I'm like, God, I just want to go like kill them all. And then other times I'm like, Hey, I kind of like strange. You know, like it's like watching a, a, a train crash. You know, it's like, I just want to see the wrecks. Yeah. Um, every day I wake up and I look at the news or Twitter or whatever it is. It, it truly is just a, like a goddamn bowl full of magic every morning. It used to be like you, you'd wake up and you'd be like, ah, nothing really happened today. It's going to be 78 yeah. degrees and that's about it. Not, no, no, no. not in today's world. No, no. Things are different. Not in today's yeah. world. Are you, are you working on uh, hunting Hitler right now? No. So we wrapped that and the last episode aired last week. And I'm filming my own show for Discovery called Hard to Kill. Um and this is uh, we we've circled back to the beginning of our conversation where I don't want anybody to make decisions that I've made where they have a show called Hard to Kill because that pretty much just like right now I'm looking at the stitches in my right leg and this really gross nasty infection in my other leg from where the a shattered window of a boat that was set on fire and then sunk with me trapped inside of it and I took a, a hatchet and I smashed a window so I could swim out before I drowned to death. Oh man. And, and the window cut my leg open and, but the water was super disgusting and had like a whole bunch of fecal bacteria in it. And I think I have the plague. Is the plague still a thing? It if, is. If it, okay, yeah, it, have, it is still I, a thing. I, I yeah. <laughs> what part of the world are you in that you were doing this? Um, parts that have poop in their water, obviously. Yeah. Well, of course, you know? of course. <laughs> Uh, which is so I, was, I, was, I was in Miami. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> close enough. Clo- yeah. Close enough. Yeah, to a third yeah. world country. No, I was uh, man. A super weird day. So I was in Fort La- Lauderdale, um, out on the water doing this stupid stuff, and we go inside. Or we go back in to like give myself some stitches and try to clean some of the wounds from my, my body. And all the guys that were with me, you know, we had some firefighters and some EMTs and some um, some deputies from the sheriff's department and uh, some port authority people, um, because obviously we're setting a boat on fire and then sinking it with a human inside of it. So they wanted to make sure that if I died, all the right people would then be charged. Um, yeah, you're, 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 you're doing what Crinch, Chris Angel used to fake, is what it sounds like. Yeah, so like the only thing, and this... We only got two prerogatives from Discovery Channel. One is that we can't fake anything. So, like, uh, if we ever do a stunt, they're going to cancel the show. And the second part is that we have to have a insurance representative physically present because it's the most expensive insurance show that Discovery Channel has ever done. Oh, I can I can only imagine. I mean, look, on this this last movie we did, we had a a guy on stage getting a, a tattoo. Sounds pretty simple. They would not insure the movie. I can't imagine your insurance on that TV show for the shit you're doing. Yeah, they're like, yeah, let's take Tim, set a plane on fire, and then drop it from another plane into the desert. And, um, I mean, maybe he lives. Can we insure that? I mean, that's no joke how these conversations go. Oh, I, I then, bet. I bet. And the insurance company pretty much just deletes the email and pretends they didn't get it exactly exactly has there anything so been so dangerous that you said no to no um i have had some days where like it took it took me you know six to eight hours to get the nerve to do it (laughs) what's the psych up process like for you um I pretty much just um, – there's not like a psych process. It's more of like a dumb down. Okay. So you're not thinking about it so much? <laughs> I'm just trying not to think. <laughs> I mean really when I say dumb down, I'm, I'm like trying to push my IQ back down to like – you know, because I, I, I hover around maybe 91 or 92 – and I try to get it down to like the 76, 77 range. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that Scientology so that, range is what that, yeah, that yeah, yeah, that's where they want. Exactly. Oh, so an alien's going to come and save my soul. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That, that exact range. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, look, we're in Los Angeles now. So if you, if you want some, some of the L. Ron Hubbard books, I can grab you a stack full. 
I would love it. Yeah. So that, that day in the boat got super weird. Cause that was the same day of the shooting in, in Parkland. In, uh, Parkland. Yeah. And we were like, we were a couple of hours or a couple of miles away. Oh, so all, fuck. Of the, all of the guys that were with us, like they were extra bodies, you know? So we just pretty much stopped filming that day. And we're like, not that we had any saying it, but those guys hopped in their cars and went. Um, wow. Yeah. Super weird yeah. day, man. Man, that's... and then I gave then I just ditched my own leg up because they all ditched me to save a bunch of kids that got shot. So yeah. I think that's probably probably more important than my my nasty leg. Yeah, probably the smart move. I'm sure your wife is going to be psyched about that leg. Uh, she she hasn't talked to me really since I got back. <laughs> not, not at all, right? No, I'm. I mean, I see. I see. Oh yeah, she just walked. I can see her. I'm in my office right now, and um, I could see her walk through the house, but she didn't even look this direction. No, no need, no need. You're you're on your own now. You've pretty much made <laughs> yeah. up your own life and how you're going to live it. And uh, yeah. if she wants to be a part of it, congratulations at this point. Uh, <laughs> uh, let me ask you about the show. Did you go in and pitch them, or, or do they come in and pitch you? Because this this hard to kill mentality is is something you've you've been preaching for a long time. So was it your concept or theirs? Um, it was a, so it was, it was our, it was like a collaborative thing between me and the production company. Um, I had done some things with them and what we talked about was, okay, what's the dumbest stuff that we can do, um, and get away with. Yeah. Gotcha. How many, how many episodes was that? Uh, eight. Oh shit! Yeah, so, something that dangerous. You couldn't go a full twenty-two and do that every single week, could you? No, no. But they're 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 hour-long episodes. Um, and Discovery they they do six or eight episode seasons. So we're um, we're right in that sweet spot for them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I noticed that seems to be a trend on uh, like History and Discovery Channel, where they're using a lot of military vets. Have you have you found that to be the case? Yeah, for sure. It's awesome. Uh, well, it's kind of awesome. The awesome part is you're getting to see real guys do real jobs. And not that Johnny Knoxville isn't a real person, um, but he's a real stunt man doing stunts. Uh, what, what you're seeing now is guys that are highly trained doing real things. And I, th- I think the consumer has gotten smart they, they, they have wisened up to the, the charades and they know when it's BS, you know, they know when it's, um, Oh man, there's a cable there or, Oh, I know how they did this or, Oh, there's a safety diver around the corner. You know, there, there's always something. Um, I think just the consumer now, the, the average person that is watching television is, uh, is a little bit savvy to what they got away with for the first, you know, 10 years of reality television. Right. Right. And I, and I, I think that's the case as well, where, you know, you, you see so much behind the scenes. I feel like people know more about the process of, of what it takes, uh, to get this type of stuff done now. And they're not really impressed unless somebody's really throwing themselves off a roof or lighting a boat on fire. Uh, like I feel like the, the bar has been raised so high that if you're going to impress an audience, you, you almost have to die every week. Yeah, and um, they also need to, you know, like the audience is going to often, frequently see the inside of my body on the outside of my body, you know. <laughs> uh, and there's no, there's, there's no hiding that. You're like, oh look, Tim's bloody again, and that's blood because there's the, oh, this is gross. Okay. Yep. Um, yep. Oh, so that's what it looks like when the flesh on the back of Tim's lat has been burnt off. Interesting. That's disgusting. Yeah. And I feel like you've been bloody a lot in your, in your life. I feel like you're, you're always bleeding somewhere, whether it be fighting or, or working on these shows. Uh, I feel like there's always blood coming out of you at some point. Yeah. I love, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm walking around somewhere. And it's like if somebody does that double take and they trying to figure out where they recognize my face from like, Oh, did that did I get a fight with him in high school? Cause he looks like a the idiot that would get in a lot of fights. And then they're like, you know, Hey, do I know you? And I was like, well, just imagine me mostly naked and covered in my own blood. And they sit there for a second. So they're like, Oh, I got it. You know? Yeah. And, and 
that's just a really that's a really horrible reality that um man i'm stupid you yeah know? Like, right. Look, but, but for <laughs> as rough and tumble as you get like you know you either you're fucking covered in, in, in mud uh or you know diving in the waters a lot of people don't know this you're a, you're one of the best dressed men i've seen in a non-gay way i'm gonna say that i i have been without for so long um i really like food i really like good coffee um i really like i really like looking sharp um you know, because when I can't, which is the vast majority of the time, I pretty much just have to wear what the thing I'm doing dictates me to wear. Um, not that I don't look great in a flight suit. That's no max, you know, fireproof. Um, but it doesn't really bring out and it doesn't accentuate my curves. Right, right. Yeah, you yeah. Know, you, it, all your suits seem to be tailored. Like your clothes look like they fit to a T every time I see you. And I'm like, fuck, that guy's a great looking sharp dress, man. Yeah, if you're gonna have a suit, whatever you pay for your suit, you should pay for that same amount in in, uh, in a tailor. You know, I I live by that. Just like if I'm gonna buy a two thousand dollar gun, I'm gonna have at least a two thousand dollar scope on it. Um, and it's it's kind of in that same same vein of you're only as good as your tailor, right? And I have a good tailor. Yeah, now you you got a fantastic tailor. Uh, do you well, miss- I have a big ass. You know, that's that's a problem. Well, yeah, but you're you're fucking working out every goddamn second of the day. It seems like you, you consistently stay shredded. Like, because a lot of people ask this all the time. They're like, "Man, I don't understand why, why Tim stopped fighting. He looks like he's in the best shape of his life." Yeah, I, this is just I'm going to be this way until I die. Because if I don't stay this way, I'm going to die really, really young. Well, and why, why do you think that is? Um, because I will drown in a boat, or the plane when it crashes in the desert i won't be able to physically tear the cockpit open and then it'll just i'll burn alive yeah um yeah it's just like the the nature of the my occupation um you know i'm gonna be in some country in north africa in body armor trying to find some boko haram assholes and uh, they're gonna ambush us like they just did to those guys in niger and i'm gonna be running and then i'm gonna get tired and then i'm gonna be tired and then they're gonna shoot me and then they're gonna hang my body on television and everyone all zero is gonna see it so I don't want that. So I'm just going to keep working out instead. I think that's just a way better option, personally. You know, if I was like, okay, here's being skinned alive, and then here's me not dying because I'm in shape, I'll stay within shape. Right. Uh, how how much are you away? Because it seems like you're always traveling. How much do you actually spend at home? Oh, wow. That's a weird question. So home, um, I got here yesterday, and I leave on Thursday, and then I will be back in May. Wow. And, and, and does your wife and kids and all that stuff come with you? or My wife. My wife. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a tricky thing these days, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if I'm going someplace that it would be safe for them to be at, then they come. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, like I, I'm in LA for two weeks. That's I, on this one. I took the wife and kid with me, um, but yeah, know. I mean LA is real borderline. You know that would that would be like a gray area for me. Gotcha. I'm kidding. That's kind of you know, yeah, kind yeah. of a dig dig at LA. Yeah, it was look. I, I'm not a fan of LA either. <laughs> Every time I'm here, I count down the days. It's 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 almost like a prison sentence where you're you're counting off the days to get out. <laughs> It is. I've I've never been a big LA guy, you know. I, like it's it's what I did for a living, and I and I treated it like that. But uh, uh, I, the city itself, I was just like, get me out of here. Um, never a big yeah. fan. Love love Texas. Big fan of Austin. Is that's where you're at, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's Austin's one of the greatest cities on the planet. I proposed to my wife in Austin. Oh, that's a great place. Where, where, man, it is just really. It's a romantic, classic, original American city you know it has like everything about america in it yeah the food is great going to see concerts at stubs is was one of my favorites um i was fortunate enough to shoot a couple movies there and then i proposed to my wife underneath that bridge where all the bats come out at night oh nice nicely done yeah yeah so I'm i'm a i'm a huge huge fan of austin and then all the black rifle coffee guys are moving to san antonio here in the next month um so I'll be back. I'll be back and forth, but I, I love Austin more than life. Yeah, they're they're gonna be like in North San Antonio, right? 
I, you know, I believe, but I don't, I don't know San Antonio that well. Uh, I've only been there maybe once or twice passing through the airport. I, I haven't spent any real time in that city. San Antonio is not horrible. It's my, it's, you know, like I don't, I don't like Houston at all. Um, no, and... I would, I would, yeah, I was just in Houston two weeks ago. Uh, yeah. 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 The San, Dallas is okay. Um, Fort Worth is a little bit better than Dallas, but. San, San Antonio, besides the huge military community there, and there's a lot of, I mean, it's like, it's, it's pretty American, also a pretty American city, yeah. Mexican American city. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's what I heard. I, I know like for drinking bros and, and the fan base and all that stuff, uh, Austin, I mean, uh, San Antonio always comes up as, as the number one city. Um, oh, for sure. For yeah. It. Like I, I hope it means I get to see, you know, Evan and Matt and, and you a little bit more. Um, oh, for sure. Yeah, you you you'll you'll be seeing a ton of us because um, you know we're gonna do some live shows uh, a lot in Austin, and then you know Austin's a hotbed for uh, activities as far as music goes, tech world, film. So uh, yeah, we'll be in and out a lot. I wish they would have moved to Austin, to be honest with you. Me too. They, you know, they they were looking at places here. Um, it's just it's just so expensive in Austin. Real right estate's now. gotten crazy there. Yeah, like I bought my house. Um, for it has increased in value in six years, a thousand percent. Wow. That's uh, kind of dumb. Yeah. That's, and that's... we have really, really high property taxes, uh, and, which keeps inflation of property values low intentionally. So we have intentionally high property because there's no income tax here, which is awesome. By oh, the way. gotcha. Gotcha. Um, yeah. so they have high property tax to try to keep the property values, not in the California bubble of the market like happened in, you know, 2006, this is more of like a, you know, even, but still, even with that, it's really, it got dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you a Trump guy, by the way? Eh. Eh. Um, eh, I did not vote for him. Um, Uh, Did you vote at all in the election? I did. I did. Uh, You voted for Hillary? I did not. Okay. Rand Rand Paul was my guy. Ah, all right. Was that a write-in? Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. A lot. Um, a lot of people like Rand Paul. Did he's why? Why doesn't he make a serious run? You think he has too much of an independent libertarian voice and and is more of a third party than he is a true red Republican. Gotcha. Yeah. I. I. I don't know. Look. I don't know if you know him, but I saw him. You know, his neighbor kicked the shit out of him when he was mowing his yard a few months ago. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Um. I don't. There's still no answer to that either, which is strange. No, to me. it's weird. I am a. I'm a. In the past year and whatever four months, I have been flabbergasted by some of the things that Trump has gotten through. By flabbergasted, I mean thrilled. Um. You know, I am I am surprised, pleasantly surprised at all of the things that he has done, uh, and they have made me very happy. Same, and uh, I I had this conversation. Uh, Kevin Sorbo came on the other day, and uh, we were talking about how Trump's doing. Besides tweeting, um, I, I you know because I, I don't like I don't like any president who who spends time on fucking Twitter. Um, but besides, is that really him? Yes, it is really oh, him. Actually, then that's really dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and okay, go I, on. Sorry. I, I, I don't. Again, I don't know why, because usually it's controlled by somebody. Like I remember when when Obama was in office, that was the first time Twitter was really a thing. Um, and I, you know, he had people that ran it. Uh, Trump does not. Um, he he does that by hand, and he keeps weird hours. He doesn't sleep a lot, so he's you know bombing away tweets at two a.m. up until six a.m. Where you're just like, shit, man. How how are you still up right now? Um, but that being said, besides the tweeting, I, I think he's doing a pretty good job. And almost, you know, uh, everything he's run on, he's at least attempted to do so far. Whether or not it's passed or not is, you know, a different story. But um, so far, so good on on him. I, I, I'm all right on Trump. Man, that tax bill alone, I was, I was like pumping my fist in the air. You know, as as an entrepreneur of a couple of businesses, I was like, hell yeah. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, let me ask you: Do you, do you enjoy that? Do you enjoy being an entrepreneur and starting businesses, or, or, or would you rather do continue to do TV? Um, well, TV is helping the entrepreneurial, you know, endeavors to a degree. Um, 
but I, uh, whoo, man. Cause that's a tough, that's a tough one, right? Like, yeah, I don't know if I'd wish being an entrepreneur on my worst enemy. It's the worst, isn't it? It's the fucking, I own my own production company. It sucks. You get sued all the time. Um, you know, you get final control and you know, you, you know what you do for a living and it's, it's that old adage of it's, it's better to work for yourself than somebody else. Um, but it is really hard, isn't it? Uh, it's just, just takes it out of you, you know, every single day. Whereas TV, yeah. you know, you show up, they got food for you. They're putting makeup on you. Um, <laughs> it's a nice thing. Not, not for the shows you're doing, but for the, the no. shows I was for sure. Uh, no, I get there and they're like, uh, all right, here's your paramedic for the next 12 hours. Your new paramedic shows up. They have like shifts of paramedics. Yeah. I, I, I can only imagine. Um, stupid. In, in this life, what, what's your, what's, what's the end game? What's the end game for Tim Kennedy? What's your dream? Uh, affect change. I want to, I want to inspire. I, uh, well, you, you do a lot of, you do a lot of things that no one really knows that you do. Like, uh, I was, I was at the Super Bowl last year and they were like, Oh, Tim's there. I was like, shit, I'll I'll try to call him, see if he wants to have lunch or whatever. And like, ah, Tim's working. And I was like, Oh, what the, what the fuck's he working on? And they, they told me. And um, I was like, I, I had no idea you, you did that job. You do a lot of great work behind the scenes that not a lot of necessarily people know that you, you're doing. Well, I hope so. Because uh, if people knew about it, then I would, probably wouldn't be able to do it. Um, yeah. You know, the, you know that guy that like makes a donation to a nonprofit and then he like, he goes on Twitter and he's like, man, I just, I, I, <sighs> I didn't mean to be overly generous, but I just donated to a children's hospital in, in Minnesota. Um, that's like my least favorite person on the planet. Um, and, and then there's that that poor Mexican guy at that same hospital that just goes and volunteers his time. And he goes and spends like four or six hours scrubbing the fucking floors. I really, really like that guy. Um, but I think that if that really rich dude took the heart of that hardworking Mexican guy that's that's that doesn't even have any money that's volunteering his time to make a difference. And like you switch those roles, like imagine the change that could be that could occur. Um so I want the heart of the hardworking Mexicans. That's what I want. Um yeah. that's the goal. That's, what, that's the goal. <laughs> that's the end goal. We all want the heart of a hardworking Mexican, don't we? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I, I think the the acts that you do and the things that you do uh, behind the scenes that no one knows about, like it, it's got to be just for you because no one's ever going to know that you do these things. Well, I got to um, because so many of the things I do feel like they're so just for me, um, and and I think I'd I'd I think I'd go crazy, um, you know, like if. It's you know what it's like to be in the spotlight and have people come up and want pictures with you and to be in one of your movies and to you know and it's 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 a contagious disease that that sucks people's souls away and it transforms them into you know they might have been a, a, a selfless um, self-sacrificing incredible human and then just in this short period of time they're Jennifer Lawrence right um, you know and 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 like I'm so scared of that. So I like intentionally staple myself sometimes literally, not even figuratively, but actually physically staple myself to things that, um, force, force meekness, like force humility, force, force me to be nothing, force me to get no recognition, force me to, um, to slave for 18 hours, 20 hours, you know, 30 hours, for no purpose besides trying to make somebody else's life and not my own just a little bit better. Um, so that when I go back, I remember why and like why it's important. So, so then I can have, you know, like as my reach on different social media platforms, on different television shows, on different movies, as that continues to grow, I'll still have a soul. You know, I won't be a piece of shit. Yeah. And I look, because a lot of the guys uh, like who, who told me, they were like, "Hey, man, 
Tim Kennedy is like one of the greatest human beings there is on the planet. And once I, f- I, I found out about all the stuff you did, I was like, Jesus Christ, that guy's just better than me. Um, he's just better than me at life. Uh, do, you, do you miss UFC at all, by the way? No, no, that is that is that was a really great example of really doing it just for me. Um, you know, like, God, I want to be world champion. Do you know how cool that would sound to be like Tim Kennedy? Yeah. champion of the world. Yeah. You know, like that guy, that sounds cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what difference does that make besides to my ego? Does that change anything? I look at every single champion right now. Um, and the champions from the Ronda Rousey's to the John Joneses, And I say, did they, did they make anybody else's lives better? Yeah. Yeah. You never know. You know, I, I, boy, y- you look at it and, I don't. I try not to judge people because I don't know what they do behind the scenes. Um, but, but but you're right. Like, how much does that championship mean? I mean, Ronda Rousey's now in the WWE for Christ's sakes. Yeah. So, um, was that ever a thought? By the way, no. Because you have the personality for it. <laughs> I, I, is, that's like a, a, a slant and a compliment at the same time. Uh, so I'm gonna say you're good I'm though. Say, you're thank good. you, and I'm gonna stab you next time. You're good. With, you're great with the crowd. So like people <laughs> would love you because I mean, who, who's the guy now? The Miz. He was on what? The Real World. You got Ronda Rousey in there. Like uh, Tim Kennedy in there would be would be fucking awesome. Uh, I think it would just be another way for me to get hurt. I <laughs> in, in in the ring for WWE. Some of those guys do some pretty remarkable acrobatics, um, and they're really talented athletes. Some of them, some of them are just like you know, they just play the crowds. Uh, I, on the other hand, am not an incredible athlete. Uh, remember, I don't have any talent. I have a lot of hair on the back of my hands. I'm like two generations removed from a tree. Like people follow their their what is like the the tree.com where you like go and get your genetics oh ancestry like, oh, ancestry.com yeah and like oh man i'm from i'm an eastern european fellow sophisticant my my grandpa was a cosmopolitan and my great grandpa he was uh you know he was a conqueror of norway and and they're like and tim his his line stops three generations ago in a tree in africa <laughs> and it was a and it was such a retarded monkey he just ate rotten bananas that's all he ate was right. the really rotten ones you know the ones that all the other guys wouldn't eat You're like that's that's pretty much where ancestry.com leads me to so i don't want to look into that yeah do you still let me ask you do you still watch the fights did you watch that no. that cyborg fight no you're done with that huh? no um i never watch the fights uh the only time i will watch fights is if a friend of mine is fighting and i'm not watching him win or lose i'm watching to see if they get hurt Gotcha. That will make me sad. Yeah. Has anybody asked you to come back and coach at all? Yeah, man. Um, I get, you know, I still train um, 12, 14 times a week. And so I'm still in the gym. I'm still kickboxing. I'm still grappling. Uh, I'm still training, you know, as if I almost as if I have a fight in two months, you know, like that's what it looks like training wise. Um, and I've had calls in just the past couple of weeks saying, Hey, we had, uh, we have a title fight that's coming up and we'd love if you could come in and step in for the guy that just got hurt. Right. Um, you know, and I swear to God, it doesn't even like, I don't think about it for what, like what's smaller than a nanosecond. Boy, I, I, you're you're really splitting hairs there. Uh, a millisecond, maybe? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just just something that we don't even have a word for an amount of time. That's how long I don't think about it for. When I'm just like, hell no, nope, no, no, and nope. Yeah, I look. The last time I saw you uh, in person, we were at the McGregor fights because you were supposed to be on that undercard. That would have been a great fight. Yeah. Uh, do you think McGregor will fight again? Um, he likes money. A lot, but is is UFC willing to pay him that money? Is the question. Well, is the UFC willing to? I think it, they they can make so much money off of him. They're just so used to making. So, like, if I fought, let's say my fight was going to garner them twenty five million dollars, they are used to 
pain between the venue and um, taxes and licensing and uh, insurance and, the, you know, like maybe two or three million dollars. And then they pocket and then they pay me a couple hundred grand and then they pocket, you know, twenty two and a half. Right. Um, that's normal to them. What boxing 50 50 is normal to them. Uh, where like, if you were going to have a $20 million fight, 10 million would go to the athlete, 10 million would go to the promotion. And unless it's like a big marquee fight, and then it even sways more so towards the athlete where we're talking like 60, 40. Well, I think it's just the, the UFC is just going to have to realize that if they want to get, they can either have a little of a lot or all of nothing, you know? And, uh, with Connor, that's, that's exactly what it's going to be. They're going to have just a couple of options. Yeah. Cause I, I think he wants a lot more than what he was getting. So, uh, I, I look, I miss him. I, I enjoyed, I enjoy his whole shit. So I, I, I hope he comes back. Um, I heard that that, that Floyd Mayweather bout got scrapped, uh, at the last minute. So, uh, I wonder what he's going to do, but he's, he's an entertaining guy to watch cyborg to me. You know, she just won again for. I don't know, whatever, the 20th time in a row. Uh, to me, th- that chick's done so much steroids, it doesn't even it seem like she's fighting women anymore. Yeah, no. I, I think, like, some, some Khabib is, uh, you know, like, he's 25-0, and 0, and he's going to finally get to fight for the title. You know, he, he's one of the few pure, purists where you look at him, you're like, yeah, that guy's never done steroids, but, God damn, he could fight, like, 17 grizzly bears and win. Yeah. You know, like... um and it's just been a while, it's been a while since we've seen somebody like that. And cause everybody, you know, like, especially for my generation, all of the, all of the guys that fought in one world titles, um, unlike me where I fought and lost world titles, they, uh, it's so clear the ones that were using steroids. Cause now they look like Peter Belfort, you know, like they, they were like this beautiful, fantastic plum. And now they're just like this disgusting shriveled prune. And, um, yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, it's weird, isn't it? How how fast it turns like that? Yeah, that's a it's a it's a it's a it's a violent, unforgiving sport. It is. How, look, how did Stallone do it? I saw Stallone with a shirt on the other day, and I was like, "Hey, what the, what the fuck is that guy taking? That it's he's still shredded like that." <laughs> uh, HGH. Yeah, that's what he's taking. <laughs> it's it's got to be right. Yeah, not got to be. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not magic. It's science. Yeah, yeah, because he's in his seventies and still shredded. I'm like, come on, bro. Yeah, no it's not like Dumbledore is like, you know, here you go, and it's straight up science. You'll you'll be that guy, by the way. You'll be the guy in his eighties who's still shredded, like uh, swimming across the English Channel. Yeah, but I want to. I, I won't be shredded like Stallone, which is clearly. I I, I want to be. You're gonna look at me and you're gonna see scars and you're gonna see me walk with a little hitch in my giddy up almost like I got a flat tire and you're going to be like, do you know what? That old man, I don't want to fuck with. Yeah. I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to go pick on this other old man. For sure. For sure. That, yeah, that, 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 that has a top knot. That's, that's going to, I think you'll still have a six pack into your seventies. That's my guess on you. God, that's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I, um, I really just, I think it's true. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope so. I, I think it's true. What's uh, before I let you get out of here? What's the most dangerous thing that you haven't done yet that you want to do? Oh, for love of God, um, jumping! I uh, you ever I, done, you ever done like that squirrel suit shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, I I, I have some friends that do it, and I was trying to talk them into. You know, because I like to do free fall stuff, um, military and, and recreational um, skydive licensed guy. But so I was trying to talk Andy into teaching me some basics about base jumping and wingsuiting. And he, the same amount of time it took for me to tell the promotion, no, I'm not going to fight, was the same amount of time he told me to go fuck myself. Um, like there was not a chance in hell that he was going to have anything to do with, and he's like one of the best. Wing, he has a bunch of world records for for wingsuiting and base jumping, uh, and he's like, no, not going to do it. Not like I, I I can't even count the number of friends that I've lost doing this, and I'll have nothing to do with in getting you killed. And obviously, you're a self destructive human that is trying to kill himself in some way. 
So have you done it yet? No, I will find a way. <laughs> that's the only thing that, that's the one thing that I, I will say, eh, you should probably reconsider. <laughs> you should probably reconsider. Like anybody in this world, we had a guy uh, who was uh, a mutual friend with me and, and, and all the guys from Article 15. And, uh, you know, he was doing that every day. And he showed me some gnarly videos of people getting decapitated and all that shit. And, and I asked him, I said, look, he's done over 300 base jumps, he said. And I said, like, what, why do you keep doing it? Aren't you worried that you're going to get hurt? And he's like, never. I've done it so many times. Like, you know, I know what I'm doing, blah, 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 blah. Uh, he was in an Italian hospital for about the last eight months and uh, is, is no longer base jumping anymore. Yeah. So well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, gonna to put that B in your bonnet because we want you around, Tim. Uh, All right. We want you around. Uh, why don't you tell everybody not only where they can find you on social media, but what you got coming out and down the pipe? Well, uh, I'm Tim Kennedy, MMA on everything, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and so that's where you can find me. I, I try to be pretty accessible. Discovery Channel is my show coming out in probably a month and a half to two months. Um, and that is just, you know, it's called Hard to Kill. And I'm, I'm going and paying homage to some of the most badass people that have ever done the hardest jobs ever. Like the, it's not me being hard to kill, by the way. It's it's these other people that actually lived through the things that I'm trying to to replicate. Replicate, gotcha. Um, yeah. yeah, they're they're the badasses, and you know, like one of the things I'm super proud of right now is while I was in Florida for that filming, um, when the shooting happened, it was the same week that we were there releasing an active shooter course. It was, it's a it's a DVD on what to do if somebody comes and tries to murder you and the rest of your classmates or you and the rest of your work colleagues or you and insert anybody. It's like what you should do. Um, and it's a sheepdog response active shooter course. Uh, and that just came out last week. And where, um, where, where can people buy that? You get that on, on sheepdog response. So you can go to sheepdogresponse.com or the sheepdog response store.com or, um, I think if you go to any of my social media right now and click click on the link, um, I really don't like people that go and kill innocent people. So you can just pretty much click on any of my links and it's going to bring you to something that teaches you how not to get murdered by an asshole. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, look, those DVDs are, are they couldn't be more relevant than they are today. Uh, Tim Kennedy, you, you're one of the, the most impressive human beings I've ever met. And, uh, and ever had a chance to work with. I appreciate you stopping by Ross Patterson Revolution today. Man, love talking to you anytime, anywhere. Um, I'm at your disposal for anything you ever need. I appreciate it. Look, I, I keep I keep trying to get the guys to do uh, Rescue 16. Oh, no. <laughs> now, now, that might be a bridge too far. Can, let me take back what I just said. I know, right? Um, no, everybody asking. Like, I know you get, because we get tagged on the same thing on Twitter all the time. But uh, everybody loves Range 15. Um, yeah. It was a great movie. The documentary is amazing. You know, you 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 did some you did some incredible work there, my friend. We had fun. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of people if they if they see the documentary and making it, you you were you filled in as our stunt coordinator, and you were a natural. And uh, I remember turning to somebody, I was like, Jesus Christ, is there anything this fucking guy can't do? And the resounding answer was no. Um, <laughs> again, Tim Kennedy, you're one of a kind. Uh, I appreciate you coming on today, buddy. Thanks, Ross, man. Love everything you do. Keep it up. All right. Bye-bye, buddy. Bye. That was Tim Kennedy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Tim Kennedy. Uh, fuck, man. I, I, I literally can't say enough amazing things about that person as a human being. Um, he is truly somebody who tries to better himself every single day on this earth. A lot of people get up and write fucking hashtags on uh on Instagram or, you know, getting coffee at, at, at noon saying hashtag rise and grind or hashtag hustling. Uh, this guy's up at five in the morning doing the most dangerous shit in the world every day, just trying to make himself a better person. Uh, he also does a lot of work behind the scenes that, that no one has any idea about. And uh, it's it's some of the craziest, uh, most rewarding, uh, holy shit things that, that, that you could ever dream of. Um, not allowed to talk about them, but uh, uh, truly just a fascinating individual across the board. And, and if you want to 
if you want to see him in a day-to-day uh what his lifestyle is like g- follow on instagram because i mean literally I, one day the guy's jumping out of a plane the next day the guy's fucking uh you know hunting for salmon up in alaska it's it's uh it's crazy this the, the, the things that that he gets to do around the world uh tim kennedy uh always a pleasure to have him on the show uh, I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in to Ross Patterson Revolution. If you have anything cool you want to send us, um, we have a P.O. Box, 3793, Wilmington, North Carolina, 28406. Send in whatever you want. Um, I've had beers from all over the country. We've had some crazy, crazy shit. Uh, Bobby Gerhardt sent me a uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I He's like a blacksmith, and he made this... Uh, uh, Bottle opener. It's a bottle opener out of out of Nick Foles's dick, um, Big Dick Nick, the uh, Super Bowl game winning QB, um, sent it to me. So yeah, send all your weird shit there. Um, we always enjoy it. We always talk about it on the show. Uh, thanks for listening, kids. Ross Patterson Revolution is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and all the videos can be found on YouTube and iTunes. iTunes has uh, split feeds now for audio and for video. And uh, go and you can go and watch it, you can go and listen to it. Good night, everyone. Uh-huh.